Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kudla. I'm Evgeny Donskoy. I'm Henry Laksana. I'm Peter Turepko and, and you are listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, welcome back tennis fans. This is a podcast about a special youngster from America. We were speaking about him two years ago when he was just sort of fresh on the scene in the sort of challenger circuit. Brandon Nakashima, I was singing his praises then, uh, and so are you. And now it looks like all of that hard work is finally paying off. Uh, and he has been in two ATP finals this year. And he's going well already in uh, Washington in the City Open, mate. Fantastic news, isn't it? Yeah, I feel like he came about, or when we were talking about him, was like the Alcaraz Massetti era, if it is mm. an era. Not really. But <laughs> yeah. we used to always big him up so much. And Nakashima was like the third part who we kind of ignored a little bit more than the other two, uh, probably because it took him a little bit while, a bit, a bit longer to sort of burst onto the scene and play well in main draws. And really, He's not done great on main draws when he first started. Obviously, I think it all started off in the US Open where he beat Paolo Lorenzi in, in a match there. But then since then, it's not been great. There's been a lot of losses in this. I think he dropped back down to the challengers to play. Yes. But his fortunes have turned around. And right now, you've got to be honest, Brandon Nakashima is a very tricky customer to beat on the hard courts, especially in America. He just seems so comfortable. Obviously, he come from the sort of college scene in America. Um, he's 20 years old, born in San Diego, uh, six foot one, and he turned pro in 2019, as, as I said. Um, and he's just an awesome tennis player, if I'm honest, and getting better and better where you look at him now and as Pose is just a, a real talent, he's now an actual threat, I would say. And I know we're talking about the City Open now. There's no reason he can't go and win the whole thing because he's reached a few, well, we've got here, this is his recent form. Um, so he was 134 two weeks ago. He's now cracked the top 100. Um, and the wins are just stacking up in North America. So lost Cabos. He beat JJ Wharf. He beat Sam Query, Thompson, John Isner. Just look at them for some yeah. Americans to be. Oh, well, I know Thompson's Australian, but the other Americans, they're tough, tough, good hardcore players as well. Um, and then Atlanta, he beat Bride, Raunich. 
Thompson again. Yeah. <laughs> Thompson probably <laughs> dreading the sight of him. And Bruce Savori. Yeah, it's incredible, really, to think of that, uh, especially when he look at John Isner, a massive favourite whenever he steps onto American hard courts yeah. to be able to, to beat John Isner. Obviously, he wasn't in America then, but when he did face him in America, he actually lost, and that was in the final. It was very close, though. Yeah. I think it was a tie break and a, and a 7-5, something like that. So he's he's there. He's at that level now where he can take on big players like John Isner and and other players like on those, this hard court. Like Jordan Thompson's not no schmuck on the hard courts. No. Really good player, great, solid moustache. And, uh, yeah, he took him out in, in easy fashion. The most impressive, I think, is sort of been coming up now, though. It seems he's getting better and better. And you see how he demolished Dan Evans uh, in his last match, which ended with a bagel in the second set. Uh, I don't know. I didn't expect him. I, th- I said I thought Nakashima would have the, the slight edge and it might go to three. What do I know, eh? <laughs> so uh, Nakashima absolutely blew him out of the water. No, this I is... actually expected it because I know I've said about on the last podcast, Evan's record against Americans playing in mm. America, he doesn't do very well. You Just did. add another one to the list. And I thought he would have lost quite comfortably like he did in the end. Um, we just skimmed past Raonic. <laughs> Raonic's yeah. come back and he beat him as well. Uh, Poprin as well. I don't know. The sky's the limit for him. Uh, he was, what, 130 before the week and now he's 89th, I believe, but rising fast. I don't know if you look at the live ranking. Yeah. Um, because you can see he's now up to 86 and if by some miracle he is to go and win uh win in washington win the city open he would then gather and accumulate 1348 points which could potentially <laughs> wow. plummet him into the top 50 wow which is just ridiculous to be up there with the likes of lloyd harris it's a massive ask of course i'm not sure yeah. if he's going to be able to win the whole thing Potentially, we could see a Nadal-Nakashima semi-final, I believe. Um, not sure if he's got to get through Cam Norrie first, though. I think that could be a match-up before that one. And obviously, then he's played mm. Norrie in the final of Los Cabos and lost. And Norrie's just having, well, he's having a season of his life right now. Yeah, in that in in the tournament that they're playing in at the moment, you've got uh, at the top of the draw, you've got Nadal versus Lloyd Harris. And then you've got the they'd be playing the winner of Cam Nori Nishikori. So we could see seeing Nori Nadal again, potentially. Oh, okay. So they won't then, be matching up. But then yeah, that's that would be in the quarterfinals and it could be a potential semi-final. You are right. So it's Nakashima Kudla next, and he will play the winner of McDonald Ivashka. And okay. I think they're all winnable matches yep. there for Nakashima. Well, based on who he's beaten, you'd expect maybe we'll see a Nadal Nakashima semi. Yeah. And wouldn't that be exciting? Unlike the fact we've all ruled out Nishikori completely <laughs> out of this little section. Yeah, I believe hard courts are uh, his wheelhouse, but I think Nick Nishikori still has a chance in there as well. But down the bottom, we've obviously got Sinner and Corda. And uh, th- this is just down the other half, though. And then we've got Felix Brooksby. That's a very exciting one as well. Now, Brooksby, yeah. another young American we've already spoken about at length. But this is Nakashima's time to get a little bit of the limelight and rightly so i think it's a very exciting time for american tennis they haven't had the best of it in recent years and now they're starting to see i don't know this is probably 
years of a uh, like a hard work on like their youth program stuff like that finally yeah. coming through and you're starting to see a few flourishing potential superstars i think in these two players yeah. as well brooksby and nakashima i think we've timed this podcast perfectly because i think literally about for the last few weeks this is nakashima's moment right now um forget all the other stuff he looked great on the challenger tour i know we looked at the stats of him there he was he was amazing um and was one of the players to watch out for but now this is him on the main stage on the ATP tour and he's just looking brilliant. Um, and I expect him to push on. I don't think he wins this tournament, but getting ready for the US Open on the hard courts in America, that is his favoured surface. I think that is going to be his best ever slam he's going to have in his career. Could he have some special moment? We saw happen with Coco Goff at Wimbledon, like a breakthrough. I think he needs like something big just to cement himself here. Whether that is a, a big run at the US Open, obviously not winning it, but potentially like a quarterfinal or something. I think that mm. is the next step now. And I'm actually tipping him to go very far this US Open. If he gets a nice draw, of course, he could draw, like, say, Djokovic first round. Then I'm not so sure. But if he gets a nice draw, he could go very far. Yeah, obviously, he did very well in the US Open last year. It was his first main draw for uh, a Grand Slam. He managed to defeat Paolo Lorenzi. He was a solid player on tour as well. A bit uh, long in the tooth, some might say, but he beat him in straight sets. And he took a set from Alex Zverev. Remember that? Yeah. So, and we know how good Zverev is on the hard court. He was the eventual finalist, obviously. So that was that was high praise to be able to take a set from Sasha Zverev. But he's not used to five set matches. You've got to remember yeah. that with someone like Nakashima. He's going to have to take a little bit of time like we've seen with Alcaraz as well, you're not going to probably do that well at your first few slams just because it's a different format and yeah. you're not used to going. Like we saw with Massetti as well against Djokovic. If it was a three-set match, he would have won, unfortunately. It's not even just the format, though. It's the fact that he's not played against the big players. Yeah. And he's and that... one of the players who you can get either or. I feel like you get players who are very good in their juniors, they come onto the main draw and then they're, they're brilliant. Or you get players who just aren't very good and they're like sort of late bloomers. He was mm. more of the former. Like He was a brilliant um, player in the juniors. He yes. got to number three in 2018, at the end of 2018. He won two ITF titles. Uh, he's won two challenger titles. And in 2018, October, he actually won the ITF junior masters. So that is like the equivalent of sort of an ATP finals, I believe. So yeah. the, the next best to the junior Grand Slams. I, I think you've got some of the stats there, mate. Maybe you can bring them up. Yes, uh, it is very, very interesting to to see how well he's progressing as well. Like you said, junior masters, this is the staple for all young players moving forward. Obviously, we've got the next-gen players when they play in the next-gen tournament, when they just about are just under 21, I believe, isn't it, for the next-gen? Yeah. This one is around the 18-year-old level. So this is judging who's going to be making those strides in the next couple of years. And it seems to have proved right as well because he's won it. And now, a couple of years later, we're starting to see the, the fruits of his labour. And I think we're going to see him in one of these next-gen tournaments coming up very soon. And I wouldn't yep. put it past him winning that as well, I think. So... Well, because there is some exciting players um, in that sort of age range. I know you've got another one there. Yeah. Sorry. Say again. You, there's some exciting players in that age range, isn't there? So, yes. on the live rankings, you've got there some. There we go. 
There we go. Oh, yes. So, and uh, you can see Felix leading the way. This is what twenty-one years and younger. Yes. So correct. Felix is the highest ranked, um, with a ranking of what's that? Fifteen. Yeah, fifteen in the world. Is that right? Fifteen. Felix. Yeah, I believe so. I can go back to the live one. Yep, fifteen. That's, That's mad. Correct. God, Felix so high, and he's just—he's been so unfortunate not to win a title. You look at some of the people below him who have won titles: Sinner, Alcaraz. <laughs> um, he's going to feel a bit hard done by that. He's not considering mm. he's got to so many finals. You have got Sinner there, obviously, and Alcaraz, Massetti, and then Nakashima. He's like the third part, I feel, of that trio. Uh, one we've sort of ignored, and then Jensen Brooksby sort of made his run this year. Was yeah. more of an unknown entity before this year. I must admit, I didn't know much mm. about him, but from what I've seen of him just amazing i think brooksby he's sort of jumped onto the scene with that us open performance i believe i can't remember who it was that he beat it was someone fairly big wasn't it in the early round uh of the slam of of the grand slam can't remember off the top of my yeah, head brooksby. no he lost to corda didn't he at wimbledon no, no he lost it, not corda it was, uh Kratzev. it was about two years ago i'm talking about brooks oh okay. it was it was a couple yeah. of years ago he sort of came on the scene then he disappeared again for a oh, bit. right, yeah, yeah. So he sort of came was. on, won a big match at a slam and then disappeared. I can't remember who it was he beat. Let us know in the live chat if you know that one off the top of your head. But it was a it was a very notable win when he 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 won it. But I can't for the life of me to remember who it was. I don't know why. Come on, let's try and have a think. Who was it? Or what, have a what was it search. in 2018? I think it was 2018 or 2019. Oh, it was 2019. It was a a big win. Mate, I don't have it here either. That's all right. I'll I'll pull it up. Don't worry, mate. I'm I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. Here we go. It was... There you go. Thomas Burditch. That's why, because he's not been playing on the tour. Yeah, yeah, he beat him in four sets. So that when he jumped onto the scene, I think Nakashima... I think Brooksby, that probably pushed him a little bit too much too soon if you know what i mean yeah and now i think that nakashima maybe his trajectory is going in the in the right way where you're just sort of gradually getting there and he's got to a couple of finals now hasn't won them but he's still getting there we don't want to see another felix style thing going on yeah i don't think that we will with him i think he's got his head screwed on his shoulders and we when we spoke to karatsev he sort of alluded to how solid of a player Nakashima is because he was actually the one who beat him in the, in the qualifying for the Australian Open where he went all the way to the semi-finals and he got taken to three by Nakashima. So one of his toughest matches in the, in the Australian Open, really, for Karatsev. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah mate. I, I, I honestly think, though, Nakashima and Brooksby are a bit interchangeable in terms of they're both young Americans coming through and there's not much separating them. They're both 20 years old. Um, probably Brooksby was just slightly better when they was younger, considering yeah. that he played. They played each other in, in August 2018, and Brooksby defeated Nakashima to win the USTA Boys Under 18 National Championship, um, and that allowed Brooksby to get a wild card into the US Open. So that could have been uh, Nakashima in the 2018 US Open if he was to win that match. Yeah, I see midfield Maestro saying there Brooksby actually picked up an injury after that US Open, so that's probably why we didn't get to see him for some time after that. But yeah. at least he's he's re- fully recovered and he's coming back uh, to the top of the sport again. Great to see two 20-year-olds there. 
making their way up through the rankings. Obviously, Brooksby just on the on the cusp of the top 100 now, which is very promising. And Nakashima's already broken it. Yeah. And uh, he's bearing down on the top 50, as you said earlier, which that, that's super exciting because I think he's going to have those next two, like you see there on the screen, in his in his uh, like sights. They're, they're sort of the benchmark, I think. Alcaraz, Massetti, they're the younger players. They're, they're above you in the rankings. You need to try and make up the, the gap there and try and overtake. I think it's a good target as well. Yeah. 54 in the world, Alcaraz. I think he'll be aiming to try and overtake him. I think it's competitive between them a lot there. Um, I think the future of tennis is very bright. And the most exciting thing we've not actually spoke about is a big reason why we started this podcast was about some of the challenger players. Yeah. We obviously watch a lot of challengers and there's a few of them making their debut um, into the main draw this year. Yep. I know you got the list there. Uh, bear with me. There you so go. There we go. Bonzi, Nakashima. Um, they've made their list of the top 100 debuts. Um, and you've got who else in there? Ryan Denek, Massetti, Karatsev, Korda. Really, all of them guys are people we have a lot of connection with in terms of we was watching them play very well in the challengers. Um, and now they've managed to crack the top 100. And I honestly think a lot of these players here are a lot better than a lot of the existing ones. And we're going to see maybe a changing of the guard of some of the older players, 30 plus, say, um, who are more journeymen who are going to drop yeah. off points. And I don't see them retaining many points either. I think these, the new kids on the block, are going to be replacing them. And if I'm honest, they're not going to get back into the top 100. I think these guys are there to stay now. Yeah, I think so as well. Uh, I'm super impressed, especially we haven't spoken about uh, Rindenek as much, but he's definitely one we will need to probably do another pod on at some yeah. point because another super impressive, exciting young French player. I think that the, the sky's the limit for him as well. He's been pulling off some amazing results, but sort of flying under the radar a little bit more. I think that... He's not done well, much on the eight, on the main draw, that's why. Okay, so I think that his time... And he's a lot up. older as well. He's 26. Okay, but I still think his time... Players like Bloom at different times in their career, and he seems to be just going through his best part of his career right now. I think that maybe give him another year or two, we could see his best tennis. So, yeah. exciting. This is uh, the, the next, sort of the new gen. We can't yeah. keep calling everyone the next gen all the time, can we? <laughs> yeah, this is like the new the new era of tennis for sure. And I've got a question for you now, and it's sure. on American tennis. As we've got the American flags behind us, we've got three key Americans there. Corda, Nakashima. I think Corda, what's he, 22? He's a little bit older than the other two. Yes. So you've got Brooksby, Nakashima, and uh, Korda. And I want you to rank them three in where you think what they're going to be able to achieve in, say, five years' time. That's a very interesting question, yeah. I Well, obviously, Seb Korda, dad is a Grand Slam champion. He's from high stock, and I expect him to to get one. So you say five years? Yeah, let's say five years. So... Cordor will be 27 and the Nakashima and Brooks will be about 25. So they're sort of finding, I wouldn't say their peak. I think especially Grand Slams, the peak's yeah. a little bit later. But they're on the, on the actual circuit, they're definitely, they've found their maturity and they're playing well. Let's know in the chat, guys. Where would you rank them three as well? In, out of those three, who does the best out of Brooksby, Nakashima, Corder? There's part of me that thinks that Nakashima is going to be the standout one. I know that I'm, 
probably a bit biased. I've always been yeah. sort of jumping on his back. There's part of me that thinks that he will be the standout. I think that you'll you'll see Corder probably going more consistently deep in tournaments, I'd say, but not get achieving as much. Uh, and Brooksby, I reckon he's going to have the odd crazy tournament where he just does really well. I think he's a solid player, though. I just would go probably Nakashima, Corder. Oh, I don't know, but it's unfair on Brooksby because yeah, Brooksby, has so, Brooksby has so. Maybe I'd even put Corder bottom. Maybe it's it's a horrible in. question because I can't actually answer it. <laughs> I gave I you a question I can't really answer. Oh, so I'll go to the chat and I'll mean I was going Corder, Nakashima, then Brooksby. Um, Kathy agrees as well. Mm. It is very difficult. And I think maybe we are a little bit biased because out of the three of them, yeah. Brooksby I've seen the least of. Um, but based on his results, you can't really dismiss him. And before his injury, he was beating the likes of Nakashima and the juniors. And we've seen what he's been doing now since he's had a run of a run of form, actually been able to play. He's mm. beat TFO the other day. Exactly. You got to remember, Cord is only twenty-one. He is just twenty-one, isn't he? I thought it was, I wasn't sure if it's twenty-one or twenty-two. Yeah, I'm, I can't remember off the top bit. They're very, cl- they're very close in age, though, aren't they? These, yeah. these if he's slightly older, he's than... twenty-one. Yeah, you're right. So it would okay. be in five years, he'll be twenty-six. So I mean, it's so close, and the fact that he is the ranking that he is at the moment at twenty-one is credit to him, like forty-fifth in the world at the yeah. moment, Corder. You would have to say it favours him, but I like the trajectory at the moment of Nakashima, and I think if it keeps going like that and he keeps on... But Corder's been getting to finals as well, so the only person who hasn't yet, really, uh, is Brooksby, isn't it? But yeah. he's getting... He's, I think he'll be there. Give he's him on the another, verge. Yeah, give him another six months or a year. I think he could be as well. In some 250s, I wouldn't say higher than that, though. Okay, interesting. Yeah. But anyway, I think we'll wrap up there. Um, we've done a good little summary there of our man, Brandon Nakashima. I feel like it's a bit unfair of some of the other players, Ryan Deneck, Brooksby, some of them that we've not given them their own podcast. But Nakashima right now certainly does deserve it because he's been in such good form. And I don't, I don't know if you've got the flash scores up. We can just see all the sort of the run of green. Um, he's rarely yeah. lost, if I'm honest. He doesn't lose many matches. And the ones he has lost... You'd, ex- you'd, you'd you'd kind of give them the benefit of the, of the fact that they are really top, top players. Yeah, I'm interested to see how he gets on. Obviously, he's playing Dennis Kudler. That's his next matchup. Obviously, I'm, so Mate, I'm have a look at the odds for against Dennis Kudler. It's actually ridiculous. He's like at 1.3 Three. they've got him yeah. at. It's madness, isn't it? 1.3 against Dennis Kudler. And Dennis Kudler... Look who he beat in the in the last round. Dennis Kudler knocked out Taylor Fritz in straight sets. So. And then he beat Feliciano Lopez as well in the round the day before. So that this is how much everybody... I think the bookies do this too often. A young kid coming through, gets to a couple of finals. Now they're just all over it. He'll never have sh- uh, long odds ever again by the looks of it. This is the problem. They did the same with Alcaraz, same yeah. with Massetti. Now it looks like Nakashima's the next one. Good yeah, luck, Nakashima has, has won his last uh, 12... Out of the last 15 matches he's played, he's won 12 of them and lost three. And the three he lost were to Isner at Atlanta, and he obviously went on to win the tournament. Mm. He then lost to Nori in the final of Los Cabos. He won the tournament. Um, and then Taylor Fritz at Wimbledon, which you can kind of understand. Yeah, I mean, you let him off for that and one. And he took a set off Fritz at Wimbledon as well. And the grass is not his surface. 
Yeah, I think he's still adjusting on the Grand Slam stage, yeah. to be honest. I I think I'd only really be judging him on his hard court slams at the moment. And uh, the others, they're just nice for him just to be in the draw, I think, and get some experience. Yeah, yeah I think we're going to wrap it up there, though. If you haven't already, guys, please hit the like button on this video. Um, subscribe if you are new. And we'll see you guys very soon for another podcast. I don't think we're going to be bringing you Rafael Nadal tonight. We're going to have the night off. Maybe we'll do it Friday or on the weekend, if he can advance, of course. It's not a certainty. We saw with Jack Sock, he found it very difficult. Um, but hopefully Rafa can get all the way. Yeah, indeed. See you guys soon. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network.